Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about March Madness. The Final Four is set for Dallas. UConn versus Florida. Kentucky versus Wisconsin. We're going to break down the game and tell you who's going to cut down the nets on Monday night. We're also going to talk about the NFL, Deshaun Jackson, released by the Eagles and the controversy surrounding it. We're also going to get into flagrant fouls in the NBA and some talk about all-time Lakers. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my co-hosts, you know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop, B, FIFO, and Ken. So pass the word, Dead End Sports, it's about to go down right now. Let's go. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show on the Internet, the best place to hear sports talk right here on the Internet, the place where sports opinions collide. It's Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that. You can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Participate in the discussion. Uh, you can also hit us up if you are on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check out our website. DeadEndSports.com. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com backslash DeadEndSports. Uh, like the page, become a fan of the page. Keep up with updates as well as, you know, little tidbits that we send out each day on, on Facebook as well. So we're very interactive. You can touch us. You can feel us. Holler at us. More, more importantly, support us. Dead End Sports. Once again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, 
crazy, crazy week uh, that was, and we got a great week coming up as far as sports is concerned. Um, I would be remiss if I did not bring in my partners. You know them from Dead End Hip Hop, but they don't just know hip hop, man. They know sports too. Let's bring in the fellas, Ken, B, and FIFO. Fellas, what's going on? What up, what up, what up? What's going on? What up, though? What up, though? What's happening? Hey, what's up? What's up, what's up? What's up, Ken? What up, man? What up, FIFO? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. You know how I do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, (laughs) man. It's it's time to talk sports, man. It is time to talk sports. Before we get into sports, man, I got to say, man, just on a personal note, like, I'm, I'm, and most of you listening are, you know, you follow Dead End Hip Hop, you follow the movement, you follow these cats. Um, Man, y'all have turned into, like, No Limit. Like, remember back in, like, the late 90s when No Limit was pushing out albums, like, every week? (laughs) 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 I I logged into my account, man, and I'm like, man, okay, they did did another video? They did another video? I'm like, man, y'all got, like, ten videos out in, like, the last three days. So I got to catch up, man. I, I ain't even going to lie. I got to catch up. Y'all hey, you know really funny, grinded, man. You know what's funny, Kyle? People still complain that we don't upload enough videos. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. Are you yeah. serious? They, hey, man. Like, tell man, people to go to hell, for real. They're like, man, got, they got to upload more videos, man. They got to upload more videos. I'm like, well, we just gave y'all four videos in the last, like, eight days. Like, man, yeah. the last one I saw was uh, the, the the mastermind um, one. So I'm missing, and I, I just got like I think three more. Um, and I, I need to stop using my email because my for some reason they come to my email a little later than than they do than after you guys post them. Normally I just go mm-hmm. to the you know the dead end account and see what's been posted for the day, or I check the, the dead end, check out the dead end uh, dead end hip hop app. You can get it on your iPhone for free. Check it out. Um, I got that too. So normally I get them there. Uh, but it's been kind of slow here lately, and then I just checked, and I was like, man, it's okay, it's four videos out now. That's what's up. Yeah, man, but yeah. anybody tell y'all that y'all not putting up enough videos, man, tell them to go to hell, man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, appreciate it. Because <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it, man. It, it, it is a lot. I can only imagine. I can yeah, people, only people, imagine. People, people underestimate our dedication, man. They, you know, they don't. This is three plus years going strong, man. So they, you know, they they just don't understand what we go through before they put these shows together. That's all. Oh, I, and I can imagine. I know, and I know Rod and, and, and Megan are, are working hard with the editing and everything like that. So I know it takes a lot to put it in. So if you're listening to us, definitely check out uh, all of the videos on Dead End Hip Hop. If you're not on Dead End Hip Hop, go to YouTube.com. Uh, become a subscriber to Dead End Hip Hop and uh, pass the word. Also pass the word on this show, Dead End Sports. We talk sports tonight. Rocking with you from 9 to 11 p.m. We're going to talk sports tonight. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, Final Four, fellas, is here. Uh, teams are headed to Dallas in a couple of days. Um, we got the big games coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be UConn locking up with uh, Florida and Kentucky going up against Wisconsin. Um I mean, we everybody does brackets every year, and you know we had the bracket busters, and nobody saw Mercer beating Duke, and nobody saw Dayton making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I, I'll start with I'll start with you first, Kent. Did you think that any of these teams would make it to the Final Four? No, um, <laughs> nah, I, I, I surely didn't have 
Um, UConn, I, I definitely didn't have them. I didn't see this coming at all. And um, and who, who? Let's see, it's UConn and hold on, let me let me pull. Who else is it? UConn, Florida, UConn, Kentucky, Florida, and Wisconsin, and Kentucky, Kentucky, and Kentucky, yeah. And I definitely, definitely, definitely didn't have Kentucky um, at all. I didn't have them nowhere near the Final Four. Yeah. So nah, man, I didn't I didn't see any of these. Like Florida making it to the Final Four isn't very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sure didn't have Wisconsin. I thought with, uh, Arizona had Wisconsin and was, was going to be right. them either. But Florida doesn't surprise me. I mean, it was a it was it was really a toss up. I think they got they got the benefit of Dayton winning because so they didn't have a chance to really play. Um, like Kansas, who I had them playing to go to the Final Four. So mm-hmm. even though Day- Dayton played them tough, um, at the end of the day, it still wasn't a, a real – it's still an 11 seed. And that, that's no right. disrespect to Dayton, you know, because they had to win some, some games to get there. But it, it wasn't like Syracuse was, was playing really all that great. They kind of started to stumble mm-hmm. a little bit down the stretch. And, you know, Stanford, you know – lucked up. I don't want to say lucked up. They won the game. They deserve all the respect for that. But, you know, they took out Kansas. And once they took out Kansas, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting missed up. I'm talking about Dayton. So Dayton took out Syracuse, and then Dayton took out Stanford, and then they ran up against Florida. So Florida didn't really, you know, they didn't have to play an elite team, a number one seed like Kansas. So, you know, I mean, Considering the circumstances of how that that region fell for them, you know, I could see them easily getting there. But I didn't have them going to the Final Four because I had Kansas beating them. I guess that's where I was going with that. Okay, so right, I had right, Kansas right, right. beating beating you know uh, Florida, but that didn't happen. So they ended up in the Final Four. But everybody else was was a total shocker, man. I definitely the Kentucky Wildcats. That one just blowing me away, and I'm. I'm totally on on that bandwagon, man. I love how they're playing. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't have any of these at all. Nowhere near the Final Four, except maybe Kentucky. But they were supposed to lose to to, uh, to Kansas, and we all know what happened with that. The soon-to-be yeah. NBA player Andrew Wiggins totally uh, blew that. So anyway, that's my take. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you totally. What about you, FIFO? Did you, did you have any of these? I know you didn't do a bracket, but, I mean, just looking at it on the surface, did you think any of these teams would have made it to the Final Four? Only Florida. Uh, only okay. Florida, I thought, had the pedigree at the time uh, to really make it this far. You know, Kentucky, they're, they're that wild card team, you know, where mm-hmm. you have these freshmen, they kind of underachieve, but they're getting it now. And this is why Calipari, they brought them in. Because year in, year out, he he does it with freshmen. He goes far. He always makes it to the tourney. So, you know, um, from Calipari's standpoint, I'm not surprised from that team, the way that they were playing. I am surprised for them to pick it up. But they have what you need, you know, um, minus experience. You know, they they have guard play. Both the twins are balling right now. Um, Randall, you just pencil them in for a double-double. You know, so 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 they're playing nice. You know, um, the team I picked to win Arizona, you know, they was beat by by Wisconsin, and I I don't think that Wisconsin has enough to match uh, Kentucky. So, I think Kentucky's gonna make the national chip, and I, I definitely didn't have them. I definitely didn't have Wisconsin. Um, the only one I really could have seen was Florida. Who was the other team? Who's the other team? 
Uh, Kentucky, well, Florida, Wisconsin. Kentucky, UConn, UConn. UConn, UConn. UConn. yeah, UConn. I definitely. Yeah. You know what, man? I, I, I think I was telling B, uh, or I was talking to somebody about Shabazz Napier. It seems like during the regular yeah. season, he's always just kind of like he's just another player. But come the NCAA tournament, he always balls. So, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I always thought he could, he could play in the league, but, you know, he's a four-year guy. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to go to the NBA. But, um, you know, he, he's big. He's big down the stretch. Every time the game gets bigger, it's like Shabazz, gets, he, his play just gets better. So, you know, I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm really interested to see if they can beat uh, – uh, if UConn can beat um, – who uh, who they playing? <laughs> On the damn team, it, uh, in Florida. In Florida, yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd be really interesting. But now nah, I definitely didn't see none of these teams except Florida making it this far. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, did you think anybody? You know, when you when you filled out the brackets a couple of weeks ago, did you see this happening? Did, did you could you have picked any of these teams to make it? The only team the only team I had, um in the only one team that I got in the final four is in the final four and that's Florida. Yeah, you know, with okay. the way Kentucky it seemed like Kentucky just it was like after that SEC tournament, they just they started playing ball at the right time because like a month and a half ago, I was writing Kentucky off. I was like Kentucky they they just discombobulated, they ain't playing you know, they're not playing team ball, everybody playing individual ball. I'm like this is this is not one of Calipari's good squads that's going to do well in the tournament this year. So I, I was right in Kentucky off, you know, at the end of January, early February. So mm-hmm. for them, to, and then like I said, the SEC uh, tournament, you know, the way they, they the way they played Florida real tight in that SEC championship game, and they just kind of like, you know, let it on into the um, tournament, and they just been balling, man. It's like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Wisconsin, I I thought they was I had them going to the Elite Eight, but I, I didn't think they were going to get past Arizona. So, I mean, you know, they, they it ain't really shocked me. It was just like, well, you know, it was like one of those hit or miss things. Like, you know, like I put Wisconsin in the final four or not. But, um, and they got in. And um, I definitely didn't see UConn. I thought I was actually more afraid for my Michigan State Spartans to play uh, Iowa State more so than uh, UConn. But, man, UConn, they guards was killing. They was killing my uh, yeah. MSU Spartans, man. They was killing them. So, you know, Michigan, Michigan State wasn't ready. And whatchamacallit, they – Painter, he wasn't shooting too many. He was chucking up too many threes. I mean, there was it was that point. It was at some point they were just shooting unnecessary threes. I was like, dude, come on, Michigan State, what the hell are y'all doing? And um, mm-hmm. you know, Florida, Florida pretty much had the easiest path, I guess. You know, with Dayton being in the right. Elite Eight, they going up against Dayton. Even though Dayton gave them all they could in that first half, but like once Florida went up by like eight, I was like, yeah, Florida about to run away with this, and they, you know, it wasn't no mm-hmm. looking back for them. So. I mean, right now Florida is looking like the strongest team. I think to try to win it all, you know, out of out of the Final Fours, because I just don't see I don't see nobody front court that can just really like muscle with Young, man. Like Young mm. is just like a man out there, man. Yeah, even, he is. Even when even when Randall was playing against him in the SC Championship game, I mean, like yeah, Randall was getting with him in that first half, but in that second half, Young was like, yeah, I'm gonna show you, I'm, I'm damn near like a grown man out here. I'm about to wear your ass out, and in that second half. You know, Randall couldn't he couldn't get up with him, man. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy how this tournament. That's one thing I like about the NCAA tournament. It's like you don't have to have stars; they create stars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, Dwayne Wade is a perfect example. Like Dwayne Wade, there's nobody who wouldn't pay attention to Dwayne Wade mostly during the you know the college regular season, but then the NCAA tournament, 
people was like, man, this Dwayne Wade dude is going to be a problem if he gets to the league. And it's, it's crazy, man, how the NCAA tournament can create stars like that, man. That's why I love it so much because it's like out of nowhere, there's a play to always pop up. Some of them don't do well in the NBA, but then some of them mm-hmm. always blossom to be real good players and have good, you know, NBA careers. This is crazy. Yeah, I, I agree totally, man. I, I think, um, and speaking of Wade, man, I remember, I remember I saw Wade a couple of times his senior year or his last year there. Excuse me, I think he left as a junior, and then I remember he got a triple double his last game in in, in, in college in the tournament. And I was like, okay, this dude might be nice. And then I remember he went to Miami, and I mean, of course, we remember Miami wasn't it wasn't like Miami was good. I mean, Miami was middle of the road Eastern Conference team, and then, you know, obviously he propelled them their first year into the playoffs. I think he had a game-winning shot, if I'm not mistaken, against Charlotte, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, going back to the question, um, I, I didn't pick any of these damn teams. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I happened to glance at my bracket yesterday um, right before I deleted it off my phone, and um, – yeah, I, I didn't pick anybody. I, I you know, kind of sipped the juice. I was with Beasy's uh, in Michigan State Spartans. And I thought, you know, I, I really thought, you know, the Spartans were more battle-tested. I picked them like President Obama and everybody else picked them to win at all. Um, and that's not to take anything away from it because I think Michigan State still had a great year. And you can make a case that they played in probably – one of the toughest, if not the toughest conference, or one of the toughest conferences in, in, in the country, along with the Big 12 and the ACC. Um, so, you know, and, and they're there every year. So, you know, it has off to Tom Izzo. Um, but, no, I didn't pick any of these teams, man. I, I thought I thought Florida would be decent. I had fly, Most of these teams I had going out in the Elite Eight. Um, obviously, I, much like you, B, I, I didn't have Wisconsin going as far. So, you know, I was just really surprised that they – played as well as they have played. Um, the, the big kid down low, number 44, uh, he was a monster Saturday night. I mean, 28 points. I think he had double-digit rebounds. Um, you know, just phenomenal. And then, like you said, the kids from Kentucky, man, they really showed me a lot. Uh, they went back and forth, hung in with them. And then, obviously, the kids stepping up, hitting a three-pointer uh, with two seconds left on the clock. Um, so I've been very impressed, man. I think the thing that really – uh, you know, for lack of a better term, the tournament lacks, quote-unquote, the stars. Because, I mean, hell, we saw stars like Wiggins and, you know, uh, and, and Parker from Duke go home early. But, you know, you, it gives some of these other kids a chance to shine, man. So I, I'm looking forward to I – think, I think Saturday, man, we're going to have two nail-biters. I really do. I think what happens is over a period of time when you have these kids leaving, you know, the, the playing field levels out a little bit and teams like the Dayton's, you know, they can stick around or they can go a little bit deeper than people had expected them to. And, um, but yeah, man, I, I didn't pick any of these teams. I, I'm not even going to sit here and lie. And like I said, I <laughs> I deleted my my, uh, my bracket off my phone just yesterday uh, because it was just, I was like, there's no need to be looking at it anymore because I had Michigan State to win it all. And I think I, think I had Michigan State playing Louisville in the finals. So, I mean, so there goes my bracket. But, um, but yeah, still a great, great action this past Saturday. Um, the phone number to call – Saturday and Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are rocking with Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Joined by my boys, B. Cannon Fifo. You know him from Dead End Hip Hop. We're talking sports, man, up until 11 p.m., 
Uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend that the boy is on the air again. Uh, also, if you miss any parts of the show, because the show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., you can check out our website, deadendsports.com. We, put, we post the uh, podcast up there. Uh, you can also check it out on Stitcher. If you're new to Stitcher, if you have a iPhone or Android, uh, just go to your application store, download the Stitcher uh, application for free, uh, search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at your leisure at home or on the go. Just that simple. Uh, once again, hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, let's go ahead and break it down, man. Um, I'll start with you first, B. UConn versus Florida. Who wins and why? Uh, Florida wins. Um, too much, too much power inside. I mean, I, I, if if um, only way I can see Florida losing is they, they they don't go inside. You you have to see Young man. Like Young is like, it's, he's like a grown man out there, man. Yeah, Pretty he is. Man. He looks old too. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, and he does. I mean, that's because he's a senior. You know, most they they they. I mean, they start a lot of us all seniors. Right? I think with the exception of um, what's that shooting guard? That's what, I think he's a junior, but. Yeah, man, they 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 host they host Sun Five as a senior, but man, that dude, yeah, I I don't see nobody matching up with Young. He's just too powerful down there. And Florida just gotta, they just gotta keep feeding down low. I know, I think, you know, I think Shabazz, he gonna he gonna kind of have his he gonna have his game, but I just think Florida at the end of the day, Florida is just too much. They are gonna pull it out, at, at, you know. And then they of course they they very well coached. Not knocking Kevin Ollie, you know, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, Donovan over there and Florida and boys, I think they just gonna pull it out. Now I see them winning. Anywhere between eight to twelve points. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're not even predicting a close game. You think they're gonna kind of, kind of handle them a little bit? Yeah. It, yeah. I think. I mean, it's gonna be one of those games where like Florida gonna have pretty much control the whole game. I think it's like they're gonna always be up. You know, maybe you might see UConn pull it in within like four or two or six or something like that. But I think overall, I think Florida's gonna be. You know, like once they get that lead, they're not letting it go. Okay. 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 What about you, B? I'm sorry. What about you, FIFO? UConn versus Florida. Who wins and why? You know, honestly, I feel exactly like B. Um, I think Florida is too much inside, and and I agree with um, how the game is going to go. I I think UConn can keep it pretty close. I think Mm -hmm. it really depends on how Shabazz is playing. But, you know, like I said, Shabazz plays big and big games, so I think just his play alone will be able to keep him close. But like B man, they they just too big a side, and that dude is humongous. He, he look like he played football too. Like, yeah, he is right, right, right. He is huge. Like he'd be a strong so, safety, a linebacker hybrid or something. So, exactly, Crazy. exactly. So man, they just big. So I think that they could dominate the boards. I think that they could dominate interior play. And if they do that, I think I think they could pull it out eventually. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Who who's gonna win, Florida versus UConn? Man, you already know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Connecticut, Connecticut, man. You know what? I'm 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 gonna ride I'm gonna ride them to the national championship, man. When everybody you know has, has counted them out, they found a way to to win. And um, I mean, look at this, man. I you know they uh they beat the what the eventual the everybody's pick for uh you know the national championship, man. I th- I think they gotta count for something. Um, if you ask me and um and i think if if they're able to young is a problem and can be a problem i mean i didn't i didn't know that dude was that big <laughs> you know out there looking like a, a damn uh big ass t.o out there and shit but right um yeah he, he's huge man i was you know i was like good god but 
if if they allow him, like P4MB just uh, just stated, if they allow him to control the game, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But I like the way Shabazz is playing. I like the way that Napier is playing, man. And, and, and I think he seems like he has a good feel for, like, his game right now and, and a good control of the game. And, and he's not afraid of the moment. And it seems like the team is rallying behind him. You know, so I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's saying, but you know, he's elevated his play. You know, in this tournament, in clutch situations, in big situations, and he's not afraid to take the big shots, even bad shots that he got fouled on against Michigan State, which I thought was a terrible shot, but he got fouled, right. and you know, he took it. You know, in a, in a crucial moment in the game. So if he's able to to you know keep everybody flowing offensively, and they can somehow manage to get young and foul trouble, then that kind of changed the dynamics of the game a little bit. Even though Florida has just, you know, loads of talent, you know, I, I'm going to go with the dark horse, man. You know, nobody expected them to get this far, so you know what? I'm going to be the contrarian, contrarian on the show. I'm going to go with you, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ride As out, you man. always are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know what, Ken? I'm with you, man. I, I'm going with you, Con. I'm going UConn simply for the fact that I am a Florida hater. <laughs> uh, let's keep it real. Nah, seriously, I, I'm I'm gonna go with UConn, man. I, I think it would just be fitting that the team, you know, the the team that nobody expected to make it will make it. And, and what one of the things we've talked about here in the past couple of weeks, not just in college but uh, also the NBA. You guys heard FIFO talk about it here uh, the last couple of weeks. Guard play. And guard play will really, really take you far, especially in the NCAAs. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what UConn is going to do with, with, with that big kid, Young. But, you know, Napier is a beast. And if you can get good guard play in the in, in the NCAA tournaments, you know, particularly one of, and one of the keys I think um, we talked about it maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, both B and FIFO talked about not turning over the ball as a point guard. You know, get your assist up, but you can't turn the ball over because, you know, possess every possession really, really does count because, you know, you're not playing against, you know, some little cupcake team. These are, uh, you know, obviously the, the four best teams left standing uh, in college basketball. So turnovers are going to, you know, can make or break you. You know, of course, there's going to be nerves and everything like that, but can you play through that? Can you play? Mm-hmm. Your coaches talk all the time about playing through the emotions of the game. Can you play through your emotions? Can you play through the nerves? Can you play through the fact that, you know, this is a big stage and most of these college kids, this is what they've dreamed about and wished for since, you know, midnight madness. You know what I'm saying? So this is where they want to be. Everybody had their target set on, you know, Texas Stadium in Dallas, playing for the national championship and and knowing that okay you know your goal was okay let's get to the final four now you're at the final four let's get it let's take it to the next level can i take my game to the next level without losing my game if that makes any sense um so yeah man i'm gonna go with the guards man it's gonna be me and ken we're going uconn i i i think it's gonna be a close game uh it really could and probably will come down to the final possession and um I like the ball in, in, in Napier's hands to win the game. So uh, if I'm right, you, you'll hear this audio. <laughs> it's yeah, leading to the yeah, next week's yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You're rocking with Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, 
Next question, obviously, uh, Kentucky versus Wisconsin. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you, man. Who wins and why? Whew, this this one is actually tough um, for me a little bit because every time I've counted out Wisconsin, they um, they seem to come back and find a way to win. Um, I think they they were they were getting ass whooped by um, well, Oregon. You know, uh, mm-hmm. was it Oregon? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were down. I think for a good play. Yeah, yeah, I think at, at the half or something like that, and and then they uh they managed to come back and they just got hot in the second half and they just started rolling. Um, Kaminsky, Kaminsky, mm-hmm. man, I, that, the the boy is smooth, man. He he was he was down there working them boys. Um, my first time seeing him play, I I liked what I saw, and they kept feeding him the rock. So they have that inside. Um, and inside outside guy game offensively at times, you know, I don't really sometimes know where they're going, especially like when the ball is circling around the perimeter. I know, but you know, so offensively, I, I really can't really get a grasp on what they're doing. So that's why I never really pad them to go this far. But I think, you know, defensively, they seem to measure up pretty well and, and they made it this far for a reason. So Wisconsin shows a lot of, uh, you know, uh, heart. And determination, and and they've been down, you know, at the half, and they managed to come back and win these games that just catch fire, and you know the games have been close, and mm-hmm. they've managed to find ways to win. So that says something to me. On the opposite side of the field, when you look, you know, on the other end of the court, you have Kentucky, these young cats who are obviously extremely talented that everybody was looking at at the beginning of the season. They had their bump in the roll, and now they finally found a way to kind of put it all together. And they have also been in some extremely tough games, you know, this this, this tournament, and they've managed to find a way to prevail, knock it off the undefeated Wichita State and, and playing that tough game last week, you know, that they they were down early last week too, and they came back and they won that game. And, and, and they play real tough and big in the side, inside. And Randall, I believe, depending on how he plays defensively, you know, he could give Kaminsky some, some problems, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the interior and can pose problems for Kaminsky as well. So I think this will be a pretty evenly matched team, but I'm going to go with talent on this one um, because I think at the end of the day they've learned, they've experienced, you know, the same trials and tribulations that Wisconsin has in this tournament, you know, some adversity. So I think they've grown and matured. So I think the talent will take them over the top in this game against Wisconsin. Okay, okay. I I think um, for me, man. I, oh man, this is tough. I I like Kentucky, but my eyes tell me Wisconsin. Um, I think there's something to be said about you know guys like Kaminsky and and, and some of the seniors and, and upperclassmen that they have. Not to say that these freshmen are going to choke, because obviously this freshman class that Calipari, you know, and he's got a roster with a couple of guys who could be one and done. Randall for sure. Um, you know and Calipari, one might say that this has probably been one of his best coaching jobs ever. Um, he's had teams with more talent, but I don't think he's ever had a team this young that has had this much success this early. Um, you know, that being said, I think at some point in time, uh, I don't know, if, I don't think there's going to be nerves or anything like that, but I think at some point in time, they are just going to kind of hit the proverbial wall as far as their confidence and and being able to overcome adversity uh because like you said 
Kentucky struggled a little bit this year. I mean, thus they were, you know, that's they got the seed that they got. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were eight seed this year. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so so that that's what makes it that much tougher for them. I mean, we've got uh, an eight seed on one side and a seven seed in UConn on the other side, and a one in Florida and a two in Wisconsin. Um, and so I, I think it's it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a close. I think again another barn burner, nail biter. Down to the wire, but um, I'm going with you. Con- excuse me, I'm going with uh, Wisconsin. I'm going with Wisconsin. Um, what about you, FIFO? Uh, this weekend, Kentucky, Wisconsin. Who you got? Well, I could tell you today. It seems like it's probably going to be me and B versus you and Ken because I'm definitely <laughs> not going with. You know, um, <laughs> I'm not going with Wisconsin, man. My eyes tell me uh, UK all the way, and the reason being. Just look at the athleticism and the size that the guards have over Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem for them. You know what I'm saying? Because what's the Harrison plan? Yep. Yeah. I also said talent typically wins out in basketball. You know, typically. You know, of course, I still think experience is the most important thing. But right. talent is a very close second. And I just think that Wisconsin doesn't have enough talent to overcome UK's talent or enough experience, in my estimation, to overcome UK's talent, mainly because Calipari. Calipari is their experience. So as long as they listen to the coach, I also said that you can't get right. too high, too low, control your emotions, and I think UK will win um, simply because I think that they're more talented at the at the guard positions. And I think that uh, Kaminsky had a nice game, you know, uh, against Arizona. He gave them problems, but I, I don't think that he can give uh, UK those same type of problems because UK has multiple big men. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Wisconsin, I'm not, I'm not, buy, I'm not buying. Even if he does have another game like that, I think that the rest of the guys can be neutralized. So I, I just think Kentucky has too much for Wisconsin in this matchup. I, I agree okay. with that real quick. And the the only other thing I want to say, I want to add to that though, um, is that you know, I mean, Wisconsin has beaten uh, athletic teams. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Oregon, I think them boys, you know, were, were a little bit – they're not Kentucky, but they were athletic mm-hmm. and they were working Wisconsin, and Wisconsin came back and, and got into that game. So, you know, just wanted to make note of that. But, I, you know, of course, you know where I, I, I pick Kentucky, man. Them boys have won me over, man. That, that damn Randall, man, he's like a damn Zebo out there, a young-ass Zach Randolph. So I, I'm a believer. Okay, I'm okay. impressed. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, Kentucky versus Wisconsin, man. Who you taking? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, you know it's just good yeah, when guys I, get on and they sigh. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I mean, yeah, Wisconsin was cool. They, I, I don't know what's something about them. I just still wasn't really that impressed with them. I mean, yeah, that, that win against Arizona was good. Cause like I said, I picked Arizona to win, but I don't know, man. I mean, as much as I always say, yeah, you got to have the soft, the seniors and juniors, I, I just think, like people said, talent-wise, Kentucky might – they might be too much for them boys, man, just from point guard to center, you know, by being an all-freshman starting lineup. I, I just – I think the Harrison, man, Andrew and um, Aaron, I think they might be too much for uh, for um, Wisconsin guards, man. And, and um, what's, the, what's the old boy named Kaminsky? I, I, yeah, you know, Kaminsky. I I don't know if he see the the bigs that Kentucky might have. So I don't know if he might. 
know he might <laughs> hey, but you know he's know not he gonna back down. That. We do know no, that he won't back down. He's not gonna back down, but ah man, I don't I don't know. But I'm almost kind of like 50-50 in this because yeah, Wisconsin. I mean they they were a coach too. That's not that's not people on Wisconsin coach. They've been they they've been there. They've been fighting right. you know deep in, in tournaments before. So I mean not with this same team, but you know it's just mm-hmm. like that coach that coach knows what it takes. He have Wisconsin had great schemes this whole season. So which is why they where which is why they was ranked where they was ranked and how good they did this year. So. Ah oh, man, I'm, I'm almost like fifty-fifty, like in this one. But I'm, I'm, I'm have to go with Kentucky. Okay, okay, yeah. And, so, and, yeah. and the coach makes good halftime adjustments. Uh, people have, you know, always preached this before. Um, just halftime adjustment when you go into halftime, and then what do you come out with? What have you learned in the right. first half, and what type of uh, adjustments you make? And um, so, uh, yeah, man, I, I can say that you know to, to what B was saying when it comes to their coaching. Um, his ability to come out in the second half, um, you know, and, and kind of come with, you know, I guess different plans or different schemes, man, mm-hmm. um, is, is, is something to behold. So um, so we'll, we'll see, man. But, yeah, I, I'm, man, again, I'm with you guys, man. Those guards, man, I think they're going to run all over them boys. Mm-hmm. You know, one question I want to throw out to you guys, somebody threw this out to me on Twitter um, earlier today. Uh you know, there, there's always the comparisons between uh, what Kentucky had, what they've done, and, and who they are. You know, as far as being young, what have you, and the comparisons to the Fab Five. Um, how do you think, or why do you think this team has attained a level of success similar to the Fab Five? But let's just let's 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 pretend for a second. Let's say they win it all. What what's the difference between this team and like the Fab Five? Because the Fab Five obviously had the hype and everything like that, and making it back, you know, making it to uh, two NCAA tournaments, uh, champ- national championship games back to back, but obviously not winning. Um, where are there any similarities? What's the difference between this team and uh, the Fab Five? Anybody want to touch on that? Uh, the difference, I mean, Fab Five just revolutionized the uh, just the way the game looked. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Ever like they the reason why. You know, you didn't see players wearing tight shorts anymore. That's the reason why you didn't start seeing players, you know, not wearing white shoes and white socks, wearing black shoes and, and, and black, you know, black socks and everything, just going against the grain. It was just like they, they changed the whole landscape, not only just college basketball, but just basketball, period, just the way it's looked at. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, Kentucky, these freshman guys are not doing that. You know what I'm saying? They're like they, we are. What they're doing was done, you know, years ago. You know what I'm saying? Twenty, twenty years, twenty one years ago. So right. it's like, God, God damn, I'm getting old. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> hey, me too, man. It's, it's like, yeah, I, I think that would be the only difference. It's like they, you know, the Fab Five revolutionized the way that basketball is played today. You know, I mean, the way it's looked today. Right. And you know what? The the Fab Five were were also like stars, man, because that's what people were talking about. Like for me, yep. all I really heard about and, and B can can tell me if there was something different that I didn't see or, or hear about, but all I heard was about Wiggins and Jabari Parker. You know, right. I rarely heard about once right. the season kicked off right. Randall right. or yep. the Harrison twins or any of the other yep. guys. Yep. Because when when Michigan when that season started, man, they was talking they was talking about that when Steve Fisher recruited them. When when they right. signed and said, Hey, we coming to Michigan, man, that was the talk 
of all summer. Like, man, y'all got to watch Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, Jawan Howard. You know what I mean? Like, that was the talk. Wasn't nobody really talking. Wasn't nobody, you know, gassing up Kentucky like that. Like, oh, man, you got to watch Randall. They talked about Randall, but that was about you know, it. I mean that. I mean, but barely. I mean, you, yeah, you, barely. you didn't really start. Yeah, well, but when fast well, time, it was the, like, wow. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's fair to uh, compare the hype. But Kentucky mm-hmm. was hyped at the beginning of the season. Let's not forget that they were number one ranked team preseason. Okay, right, we're, not saying, that you don't, we're not saying that. It just, it just, it just, I mean, yeah, two oh, compared course, to Michigan. But, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, of course, of course. But I'm just saying, for this year, they were the Michigan of, you know, say, of yesteryear. It's unfair to directly compare them because you're right. They were the first. The first is always going to be the most controversial, the most overhyped. Like, Kentucky type isn't going to reach that. Of course it's not. But they were a very hyped team coming into the season. I think that now they're kind of living up to the overall potential. But they didn't live up to it during the season, though. No, no, they didn't. They didn't live up to it until the SC tournament started, really. I mean, they was, like I said, I was writing them off. I was writing them off in in February, like, oh, yeah, they're not going to do much. It's like they're done. Definitely, definitely, definitely. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are listening live. You're locked in. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners. You know them from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Ken. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. So, last question on college basketball. Simply put, guys, who is going to cut the net? Because we won't be back on the air until next Tuesday. Uh, the national champion will be will have been decided. Um, FIFO, man, who, who's cutting down the nets on Monday night? I, I, I think UK has it, man. I, I just think that they have the perfect storm brewing. Um, they got the guard play. They got the big man. They got the coach. You know, um, so so I really think it, 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 it's Kentucky. I'm going with Kentucky. Um, I know at the beginning of the year, um, even before college basketball, I was saying Julius Randle was going to be that guy. I'm not as high on him as I as I once was, but I still think that he's going to be a beast in the NBA. Um, and 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 I, I like UK. I liked them at the beginning. Um, but, you know, just like everybody else, I kind of wrote them off. I didn't, I didn't really see this uh, coming the way that they played the regular season. But it's just a culmination, man. And sometimes teams, you know, you can have a team that gets off to a hard start, then it fizzles out, like Syracuse. You know, or, you know, you can have the long and steady and have your ups and downs, and then everything comes together when it needs to. You know, it's just kind of like almost like the NFL because with, the, with these one and done, it's not about really how you play the regular season. It's how you're coming into this tournament. Realistically, because it's oh, one yeah. and done. You only have one, so one, one, one opportunity. So you know you got to strike when the iron's hot, and the iron's hot for Kentucky. And I just feel that they have the most talent. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Who who cuts down the net on Monday night? Um, I say Florida. I think Florida's going to cut them down for what the third time. What and third time in what twelve years? Yeah, um, that sounds yeah, about right. Uh, yeah, I think you know Scotty. I think I think Scotty. What's his last name? I can't think of his last name. Get with a W. Uh, Scotty. Something. On the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, I know exactly yeah, what you're Scotty, talking about. Yeah, I'll look Scotty. It up. Fra- yeah, Michael Fraser and 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 um, 
Patrick Young and them, man, I, you know, I, I just think I think they just going they got the will and, and the great coaching to, to go ahead and take care of business like they should. Great defense. Yeah, Florida plays great defense. Like right? people, I, I guess sometimes people fail to remember that that, that Florida is a great defensive team as well. Um, yeah, I, I think Florida is going to pull it out. I think you know we're going to have a, a, a number one seed cutting down the net. The overall okay. number okay. one seed, I think. I think I think they went to tournament overall number one seed. So I think they're going. They showing us why they're the number one seed and why we should pick them. So, Florida, I say out of that final four, Florida gonna cut them down. Okay. What about you? What about you, Ken? Who cuts them down on Monday night? Well, if it's if it's my two final picks to go to the national championship, Kentucky versus UConn, uh, I'll go with Kentucky. Uh, I just think you know they're they're extremely talented and they're big on the inside. So the talent on the perimeter and the big on the inside, and and you know I, I think that like FIFO said earlier, these guys have just put it all together. So they finally found they're winning, and most of the the trials and tribulations they went through at the beginning of the year, they've learned those lessons from that, and they're applying those lessons in the in the tournament, and they're showing a lot of grit. Um, so I think that if they play UConn, man, they, you know, I think even though UConn can match them with, you know, the same heart and passion that Florida has shown, I think talent again will win out. If they play Florida, I, whew, <laughs> that that's a much tougher <laughs> matchup because I think that I think that that may be a more evenly matched. But again, man, I you know I'm I'm gonna ride with Kentucky all the way, man. I've, I've watched them boys play um, in this tournament, and and they just seem to find ways to win. Florida has had a much easier path than Kentucky mm-hmm. has, and though that tough path can uh, can come back to serve Kentucky when they need it the most in the national championship game. If they get there, so I'm, I'm going to go with Kentucky. All I'm going, I'm going with Kentucky all the way, man. Because that that damn shot Harrison hit, you know, yeah, at the end of the game, that that shit was crazy. Because he he couldn't hit anything the whole game, and then he just caught yep. fire. He pulled yep. his uh his Shane Battier, man, game. <laughs> yes, sir. Mike Miller, he did game out of his head. He just, I mean, he just rose up and just shot it over the guy. I was like, man, what What are you doing? I remember yelling at the TV, and that shit just went in like buckets. I was like, mm-hmm. nah, them, they got it, man. They they own us something. So I'm riding out with Kentucky. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to be the eyeball, man. I, I'm going Wisconsin. Oh, I, I think Wisconsin is a team that got hot at the right time. Um, like I said, they came into the tournament as a number two seed um, I'm gonna be the eyeball, man. I'm going Wisconsin. I, I, senior leadership. I, I think that's gonna carry them. I think if you know, especially if they can keep you know the big guy out of foul trouble. Um, but I think we're we're in store for not only two great games on Saturday, but a phenomenal game on Monday night. Um, make sure that you, if you don't do anything else, <laughs> make sure that you're back here next Tuesday night for the wrap up uh, because. If we're if if one of us is right, trust me, you will hear about it. <laughs> yeah, you just play that tape back. Uh, exactly. Come, come Tuesday. Exactly. I'm trying to cut and edit like Midas Media for real. <laughs> the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, let's jump to the NFL, fellas. Uh, the other day, man, I, we had heard rumors about uh, Philadelphia Eagles. 
wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Uh, we'd heard rumors about, you know, that initially the rumors came out that Philly was possibly shopping him around. Uh, when approached or, or when they approached Chip Kelly at the uh, NFL Combine last month, comp, uh, you know, uh, Chip Kelly was very noncommittal about whether or not, you know, he would have Deshaun Jackson back. Uh, as you know, Philadelphia signed, re-signed uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin, the receiver who got hurt last year, and they also re-signed Wiley, well, I, I was supposed to call him Wiley, Riley Cooper, Robert, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who got into trouble last summer for dropping N-bombs uh, <laughs> at a concert, at a Kenny Chesney concert. Uh, all of this leads to Deshaun Jackson. Of course, we know Michael Vick, we talked about it last week, Michael Vick is now a New York Jet. Deshaun Jackson, who just recently, last year, put up career numbers in both receptions and yardage, uh, was cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, like I said, tried to shop him around. No, uh, no team wanted to pay what they were looking to get in return for him, so the Eagles let him go. Uh, I'm not going to say that that was shocking, because obviously they were shopping him. I'm a li- I was a little baffled by it when you consider he is, you know, you, you usually don't cut a guy who's 27 years old entering the prime of his career. Uh, you know, he's lighting ass, but, I mean, he's always been lighting ass, but he's a baller. Um, that being said, were you surprised by not just the cut, but after or, or the day that Deshaun Jackson got cut, there was a uh, report that came out. I think it was in the uh, New Jersey Star-Ledger, if I'm not mistaken. Um that talked about that there were some possibilities that the Eagles were concerned about uh, Deshaun Jackson's ties to, quote-unquote, L.A. gang activity. Um, Deshaun Jackson is from the West Coast. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's from L.A. I know he went to Cal. Um, I thought that was kind of crazy. But then I'll, I'll give you my opinion on it in just a second. Uh, but, you know, with the whole Aaron Hernandez thing and his – his alleged gang activity or gang relations, uh, this was kind of put out there as the Eagles pushed Deshaun Jackson out of the door. So I'll start with you first, FIFO. What were your thoughts about him getting cut and then the rumors about the gang activity? Um, Initially, when I saw that he was getting cut, I couldn't understand why. Just like you, you know, Deshaun Jackson is the Eagles' best playmaker. Um, This guy's a lightning. He's lightning in a bottle. He could strike Mm -hmm. from wherever, whenever, punt return, kick return, deep catch, fumble return. It don't matter. He's just a playmaker. you got to get the ball in his hands. So it was obviously surprising to me. Uh, But once I started looking more into, into the story, you know, I can understand, especially with the Aaron Hernandez situation. And here's the thing. I grew up in the hood. I understand the hood. I'm not saying that Deshaun Jackson is a gang member or he was even in a gang. But being Mm -hmm. from the hood, I know that I knew gang members, and they looked out for me because they knew that I was one of the dudes that could ball. So they didn't mess with me. They knew that, hey, all he wants to do is go out here and ball. That's what he does. You know, leave little homie, all, you know, all good. So so to me, it's like once you become a professional, especially when you come from the inner city, you're going to have people like that. But now, you know, it's not necessarily being fake or whatever, but you have to disassociate yourself from them because they served your purpose on your journey. 
You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's about the strong Jackson. It's not about everybody else that is a part of your life or who made you. Yes, there's going to be certain people that are close, but there were certain people put in your life for certain reasons. And those right. gang members and all of those people that kept you safe on those streets, that's where they are now on those streets. That's where they belong for somebody else. You don't have to bring that entourage with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and just, you know, again, looking into all of the evidence that they presented, you know, I know that he knows these people. You know what I'm saying? I think it'd be asinine to be like, oh, well, he doesn't know anybody. And I, no, no, no. He definitely is affiliated. He knows mm-hmm. them. I'm not saying that he is in a gang. not saying that he participates in gang activities at all whatsoever. But he knows these people. These people are at least acquaintances of his. You know, mm-hmm. and I just think that once you become a professional, you just need to kind of separate yourself from it because, you know, Aaron Hernandez kind of set precedence. And if you have that in your life, then, you, you know, these, 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 these teams might start looking that far into your past because you never know. Because I would have never thought Aaron Hernandez was into any of this type of stuff that they're accusing him of. Right. You know, but it is what it is, and you never know. And this is a lot of money that these people are committed to paying you. So, like, I, like I've been said, these players are investments. It's no longer I'm just paying you two, three hundred thousand dollars. No, you're paying. You're getting paid multi million dollars per year. If I'm going to give you that money, you better be sure you are a professional, or else you're not going to be playing for my for my associate for my establishment, and that and that's perfectly fine. And I, and I credit the Eagles. If this was the reason why they felt compelled to make this move and they're standing behind it, then by all means, because you shouldn't stand for this type of stuff on your roster because that could bring additional problems. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. What what about you, B? Uh, what what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with people. I mean, it's like you know, once you conduct yourself as a professional, you're getting paid. If I'm a, if I'm an owner and if I'm, if I'm investing my millions of dollars on on you because of your skills and talent and everything, you know, I don't want to get no gang banger and then look up and you 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 charge for <laughs> for murder, so, you know, for uh, uh, for. Uh, you know, like a, for murder charge or something like that, and then guess what? I that that's a thirty something million dollars I got that's wasted because I you know invested in you and for you to be a, a asset to the team, and you are here doing doing uh coon shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. come on, dude. Like you, you you know, like people said, like once you're a professional, you got to kind of leave some of that stuff behind. Now, granted, you know you got some dudes people where yeah, this street dude. If it wasn't for this street dude, I wouldn't be alive. And they feel like they they owe their life to him. So when they get on. They gonna bring them with them, you know. You got dudes like that. That's gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna take care of them because, right. you know, you you looked out for me when I was growing up, or you did whatever, whatever. But granted, but still, once you in the NFL, you gotta talk to your your boy and be like, look, dog, like you gotta kind of if I'm a, if I'm gonna take you into my ring or whatever, or put you on my pay scale, you can't be doing this type of life no more. Like, oh, you can't be X Y Z no more because it's gonna it's gonna look bad for not only me but for both, you know, not only for you but for me as well. So, right, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a time and place. You gotta kind of talk to your homie, the one that so called kept you alive in the hood. Look, dog, we we making this bread now, man. But you gotta leave them streets alone. You know what I'm saying? You can't mm-hmm. affiliate exactly. yourself with them with them streets no more. So yeah, I completely agree with people. Like if if I'm paying you this much money, you know, don't 
don't act like that. Like, you can't be, you know, like, don't afflict yourself with that stuff so I won't be looking at another Aaron Hernandez down the field and then you looking stupid like, oh, oh, damn, we should have saw the sign. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So, you know, and I, and I also think it was just part of, you know, Eagles. I think the the uh, Aaron Hernandez last year kind of set the example. So, I guess Eagles is like, well, holy shit. He, he might mm-hmm. he might be affiliated with the gang members. Let's let's let's, let's go ahead and cut him. You know, like let's let's get rid of him before this might come back and bite us in the ass. Because say in Philadelphia, keep him, and then you know in, in 2015 some year he, Deshaun Jackson is charged with attempted murder for something, and then then we all gonna be looking like, well, damn, Philly should have saw the signs and they should have saw this and that da da da. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like then it's gonna look back and bite you in the ass. So you know. I, hey, I have no problem with Eagles doing the Philadelphia Eagles doing that. If I was the owner and I'm investing million dollars on you, damn it, you better act like a professional because you you getting paid that much money. Yeah. What about you, Ken? What, what's your? That's a great point, B. What, what about you, Ken? What was your take on it? Well, first, why and what purpose did it serve Philadelphia to release that particular piece of information? You know, it was one of the first things that, that popped up in my, my mind because if you didn't want the guy, you just don't want the guy. You know, mm-hmm. were you trying to publicly warn other NFL teams that this guy was involved? And if that was the case, exactly. then you have done this privately. You know, everybody know each other, and you know, so you could have done that. Or, you know, again, is this just a PR move because Deshaun Jackson, because nobody would understand you cutting him. So you had to manufacture this fabricated story about him being uh, loosely affiliated with with gang members. Whoa, now, whoa! What? So 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 you're saying a manufactured story that loosely ties the Sean Jackson to gang members? Because what, like 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 what facts did you read up on this? Because well, what oh, I wait, see. Wait. Okay. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Let him, let him, let him, let him finish. Yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. From what I've read so far on this is that there was a rapper that's on Deshaun Jackson's label that was mm-hmm. involved in an altercation that Deshaun mm-hmm. has some affiliation with, mm-hmm. and there was a shooting of a guy that was riding on a motorcycle, flashed a gang sign to somebody they shot at him, right. you know, and, and Deshaun Jackson wasn't even there, what, you know, and I think that they called him or he danced the I don't know, something like that. But from what I read, that he wasn't even really involved. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a couple of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, there was a connection that he had with them, but he wasn't involved with this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, again, why would you go to such great lengths to put this story out? Yeah, we know what happened with Andrew, you know, uh, Hernandez. But from what I understand is the way it's shaping up, it seems like he was he, he was part of the story. Like, he was right. actively part of the crime that was committed. Deshaun Jackson was nowhere around, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's what kind of bothers me about this, this whole situation that the Eagles did. If you just did, you know, look, the, him missing practice. Bad attitude, inconsistent work ethic, all of the stuff that they were saying beforehand. I can see you letting the guy go for that, but now you want to take it to another level, and and you're putting this out into the public for us to consume, digest, and create our own um, thoughts and ideas of what this is. And for me, 
it, 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 it sends, it's a concern because if they're doing this to Deshaun Jackson, imagine what they could do to the countless number of black players in the NFL now that's coming from these neighborhoods that found a way out, that hung on the block around, like you said, people, like I've been around these type of people, these gang members. Oh, mm-hmm. hell, we all should be out of the damn job. <laughs> you look at the NFL and the NBA, all the motherfuckers should be somewhere on the street right now because of their associations, because of something that they've had in the past. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it but, concerns me because now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're reaching to me to, to not pay guys or to get guys away from your team that in some, in, in some small way that you have no way of knowing in the future, they would okay, even commit but, a crime because Aaron Hernandez but, lost his mind and, and, but, and hey, flipped out and killed somebody. But so did Ray Carruth. But, but, we, but, we didn't but see you him. just said... But, but you just said, um, in, in terms of Deshaun Jackson, people in his past. These people aren't in his past; they're in his current. He has a record label called Jackpot Records, right? Now, look, I'm from the hood, and and, and Chicago is very gang infested. Crips, Bloods, uh, the Forks, uh, Kings. There's a whole bunch of gangs every other block, which are color coded, everything, signs, everything. It's so crazy. So. In this report that I read regarding Deshaun Jackson, Jackpot is spelled with a C and a K. He didn't put the right. C and the K because the C and the K distinguishes Crip Killer. And he's potentially, you know, affiliated with the Crip, so they put two C's. I know from gang life that that is 100% true. He wouldn't have done that if he is does not have ties with these people. Now, his artist that he signed is 100% a gang member. You see what I'm saying? So you are affiliated right now, present time, with these people that Deshaun Jackson has been questioned twice regarding the people he's affiliated with. I'm with you, Ken. He was not there. He was not an active participant like Aaron Hernandez. But you never know what type of controversy that brings to Deshaun Jackson and whatever organization he's a part of. And that is the main problem. The problem is this is that once you have migrated, matriculated yourself to a different tax bracket, the people that are in your entourage need to progress with you or they need to be left behind. And when you start to sign artists and you are now in a business, you need to conduct it as such. Okay, I, I, I got I to jump in, man. I it must be something in the air, man, because me and Ken are on one tonight. <laughs> okay, I I, 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 I already gotta, know. I gotta disagree with you, Fifo, and here's why. I don't. It, the Philadelphia Eagles have every right to release Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick, Riley Cooper. Hell, they can they can you know let the the Phillies the Philadelphia mascot go, the Eagle go if they want to. I don't care. My point here's here's where I'm frustrated about this whole story. One, this this story leaked out that of, of course the Eagles say that they have no idea or no ties to it. That's bullshit. That's first first and foremost. That's that's not true. I I am willing to bet that the Eagles But here's the thing, here's what I have a problem with it. Where was this talk about gang affiliation when he was putting up career numbers last year? Where was this when he was 
leading them to the playoffs last year? Where was this when he was catching passes from Mike Vick? Where was this when he was coming to the defense of Riley Cooper? Where was this when he was catching passes from Nick Foles? Where was this when Chip Kelly's offense was flying high and the Eagles were riding high into the playoffs and they were beating Dallas and, and stuff like that? That's what I have a problem with. This seems all so concocted to me that, like I said, if you want to cut him, cut him. But don't throw dirt on him on the way out the door. He's already down. You already cut him. I mean, he's not – somebody else is going to pick him up. We already know that. I mean, he – as of the time mm-hmm. that we went on the air at 9 p.m., uh, the word on the street is that he's very close to signing a deal with the <laughs> their rival, the Washington Redskins. So guess what? He's going to see him twice a year if he goes to D.C. And they don't want to see Deshaun Jackson twice a year. Trust me, with RG3 throwing in the ball – they don't want to see him twice a year. and But I said that to say this. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. You you obviously growing up in Chicago, you know, like you said, gangs are everywhere. I mean, it's probably a gang in every neighborhood on every block. I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. There ain't one gang. Well, I mean, there might be gangs there now, but, you know, we, we, we were too country for gangs. <laughs> so my point is, is that if I go, if, if if we took a trip back to your old neighborhood right now, there are people in gangs, or people that hustle, or people that do certain things, you know, in in a, with criminal activity that know you. Like you said, there, there were hustlers and gang members who didn't mess with you because they knew you played ball. They they kind of looked the other way. Or if you probably, even if you tried to get into some trouble, they probably be like, Nah, I man, you need to go over here. You you don't need to get involved with this type of stuff. And, and and I just I say that just from knowing the type of person that you are. That being said, if you make it and you've made it, you've you've had levels of success. You you you're a successful person. I'm not saying that you can't. You're not going to be able to disassociate. Now, are these your friends? I don't know. That's something for you to call. But I don't know that you necessarily disassociate yourself. Your friends disassociate, disassociate yourself from your friends and what to the point that Cam was making the difference is between him and Aaron Hernandez is that Aaron Hernandez was rolling out with these guys and they have almost proven that Aaron Hernandez was involved in a drive-by shooting they can't prove that he pulled the trigger but somebody died in a drive-by shooting two years ago they know for a fact that Aaron Hernandez was in a car with a man him and two other him and three other guys got in a car they drove they came back, three guys came back. They left with four, three came back, one ended up dead. We do know that. What Aaron Hernandez did or didn't do is, you know, is remains to be seen whether or not it's going to be proven or not. He looks guilty as hell to me, but I ain't the judge or jury. I said all that to say this. I just have a problem with this story, the fact that it just happened to come along as soon as they decided to trade him. I mean, excuse me, as soon as they decided to cut him. They tried to trade him last week. Did we hear anything about this? And I'm not saying that this might not have persisted. And, and I, I read the, the, the part that you talked about as far as Jackpot and, and Crip Killer and the whole nine. And, and, yeah, he could have his artist on his rap label. Why Deshaun Jackson has a rap label, I don't know, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, you know, the fact that he has a gang member on his rap label, I mean, somebody signed Snoop. Snoop was a gang member. Somebody signed Ice Cube. He was a gang member. I mean, you know, we're not, you guys are, are experts in hip-hop. You know, a lot of these guys that you talk about, you know, when you talked about the believability in hip-hop and stuff like that, a lot of that stuff has to do with, you know, some of, 
some people, some of the guys they're rapping about stuff, not necessarily what they did, or maybe some of their affiliates did. So my point is, is that if he's from L.A., he's going to be gang affiliated. And I don't mean by he's going around doing drive-bys. His homies that he grew up with, a lot of them probably are still in gangs. You know, and but they're smart enough, and I'd like to think that he's smart enough to get himself away from that stuff. And like Ken said, if he was in it, or if he was involved with in a shooting or something like that, that'd be a little bit different. But the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles decided to kind of halfway trot this story out as they cut him, I thought was just asinine. You know what I think to to, to what people's what what people were saying and and, and I don't and I, and I don't I don't disagree with what he's saying because you can draw a line from Deshaun Jackson's name to a guy over here on the other side that, that's in a game member. And you could probably go through this jackpot record label to, to the guy. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, Deshaun Jackson just knew better. Why the hell would he, you know, obviously he has to spell the name right. He can't put CK. That's just part of just growing up in that culture. He could have named it something else, but, you know, he wanted to name it that, and, and so be it. But he's not going to be stupid and put the CK there and, and end up causing even more drama and more trouble. Right. But the part that bothers me the most, even though you can draw a line between the two, is that it's what you said, Kyle. It's this concoction. It's not fully concocted here, but what what bothers me is that all of a sudden now you can start looking into these players' lives and, and just start arbitrarily dismissing players for seemingly almost uh, – Whatever you want to find in their past, right? You know, we all know that Allen Iverson could have had a a better career if he would have disassociated with himself himself from some of the people that he had around him that was in his hood, which all of this is well documented before. You know, it's a lesson that he learned late. With Deshaun Jackson, though, is if you look at all the articles, if you look at all the people that's coming to his defense, everybody's saying he's a clean kid. Deshaun Jackson right. was robbed. You know what I'm saying? You know, so his his tie, quote-unquote, is the fact that somebody was shot at that just happened to be on his rap label. And because the Eagles organization is scared, which they have the right to do so, they dropped him, I guess, and they put out this story. This bothers me because all of these, all of the urban kids come from these neighborhoods, man, mm-hmm. where – if you're 20-something or if you're 19, something, 19 or whatever, and they have these rules, these code of conduct or whatever they write in this thing, and, you know, and all of a sudden they say, well, you're not working out, you're a bust or whatever, they could just create something and drop your ass. So this is problematic for the future of the NFL because now all of a sudden you can find reasons to get rid of players outside of the performance on the field. And, and unfortunately... Urban kids come from these type of communities, and this is their way out to create something from themselves. And now all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden that's a problem. Like, what what? do urban kids have to do to win nowadays in this this world? (laughs) You know what they have to do? What they have to to associate themselves. And, 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 And that's the thing, because a lot of these things that are off the field now affect your on-field production, whether that means that either you got hurt off the field or the fact that now I have to suspend you and I have to still pay you even though you're not providing your services. At the end of the day, it comes about money. 
And the fact but Deshaun Jackson, real quick, went, provided his service, though. No, no, I, I just wanted to throw that, that no, out no, there. No, 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 he did. No, he did. But, but FIFO, you 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 from Chicago? Let 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 let's turn you in for a mm-hmm. second. You you a point guard? Let's turn you into Derrick Rose for a second. You you mm-hmm. FIFO? You're back in Chicago. You're in your hometown. Mm-hmm. You know you you play. Let's say you played at Simeon. You played at Simeon. You go off to college for a year. You come back and you get drafted by the hometown team. Mm-hmm. You're gonna cut off your best friend, who was a who was a, a vice lord. He's been your best friend since you nah, were four years old. Nah, he just happened nah, to be nah. a vice lord. You went to the NBA. Are you gonna cut him off? No, 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 no. Now, Pete. Now, now see, look, I'm, I'm I'm different. I understand the people that are supposed to be in my life and when they're supposed to be in my life. And if that's my okay. best friend, I'm telling him, yo, let's leave them streets alone. Yo, the yo, the world is open to us. This is a reset button. So let's do some things the right way now. If you if you choose to go back to this street life, understand that that's where I'll leave you. I still have love for you, but I can't I can't have any of my associates or my quote unquote friends doing stuff that can jeopardize my image, my future, my career, my anything. Because me making it means that we made it. So that means okay. that you need to be start doing something new, too. Because if you feel on that old stuff, I can't be associated with you. So what if you that. what if you took this guy out of the streets and you brought him with you? Kind of like what LeBron mm-hmm. did, right? LeBron mm-hmm. said, you know what? I made it. I'm going to put you on. Here's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. I'm going to get you out of the streets, which happens to rap, and I'm going to create a business, and I want you to run it. Run it. Mm-hmm. Those ties still are still there, even though he's not actively banging anymore. So somebody can still come to you and say, yeah, they're not in the streets anymore, but, you know, this is what they used to do back in the day, and it it wasn't that far removed from it. Or what if somebody somebody start popping at him because somebody don't want to let something go? Come on, man. This, this, This is apples and oranges. This is apples and oranges, mainly because the people that have gotten out of the hood riding on the coattails of their friends that were the star, and then now you come in and, and, and you get put on doing something. Now, that's the difference. Now you change your mentality because it's now we made it. We all have a little part in this, so let me play my part. If you still want to be the same dude from the block, I'm not the same dude from the block either. I'm not the same dude hooping in the neighborhood. Nigga, I'm hooping at the United Center. No, but what I'm saying to you is that they Mm -hmm. can create that that relationship because of what you guys have done in the past through your associates. But listen, but listen, LeBron, and this is my point, LeBron brought on his people. Is anybody making a negative association with his people? No, because his people are running legitimate shit. And what I'm saying is, is that Deshaun Jackson person is still in the street. He's getting Deshaun Jackson that had no involvement whatsoever. I'm probably not even in the same city. But because I am associated to you and you're still doing hood shit, street shit, they're asking me questions. Nobody got to ask LeBron questions about nothing illegal with his boys because everybody's running shit legally. And that's my point, Ken, is that the okay. fact that you, when you my boy, you need to start making the same moves that I'm making. And if you can't do that, then you need to say where you are. I yeah I get I get both of the points I get uh, and FIFA went on pretty much went on the point I said like if you're gonna 
If you're going to be making all this money and I'm taking you with me, yo, dog, you got to leave these streets alone. Like, you got to leave them alone uh, completely. And I agree with, uh, I see where Ken is going because he's like, well, okay, yeah, you're doing that. Your friend is not doing any, none of that bang anymore. He's doing, he's going legit. But guess what? The media is going to pull that and find that saying, oh, well, wait a minute. The person that people used to hang with, John, he used to bang and he he did all this and did all that. Oh, so we're going to disassociate themselves. Well, I think that's where Ken, well, that's what I think, just from listening to it. I think that's where Ken is going with that. Like, they're going to still find a way to associate that life with what you're doing, even though you're still you're legit right now. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to still right. find a way. Man, they, yeah, yeah, they, they, they want to get rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it, it's, you know, it's, this question really, uh, when I thought about the question, it really, where, where our direction has gone, that's exactly where I wanted it to go. And, and, and FIFO, you know what? I, I really appreciate your answer. You, you didn't give the answer that I thought you'd give when I switched it and turned you into Derrick Rose, but I definitely appreciate it. And I got number, number respect for that. Cause that's, that's a real honest answer. And, as like you said, you you want to tell your friend like, hey man, you know I could I could take you places, I could do this, but you got to leave the streets alone because right. you, 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 leave up, alone. you can't you can't afford to mess up the money. And when you look at a cat exactly. like LeBron, you know people question LeBron about whether or not he you know because he let his friends basically run his empire and they had very little business knowledge, but you know they weren't street guys, but they didn't they weren't business guys either. But you know they turned it into a uh, you know. They turned LeBron into something even bigger than what he had been before. So, you know, it's worked for him. It won't work for everybody, but, you know, LeBron has a, I guess it's safe to say he's got a good set of friends. Um, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Right now, let's jump to the lines. Let's go to 804. That's our boy Q. Q, what's going on, man? What's going on, bro? What chilling, chilling, chilling. Thanks for calling in as you do all the time, man. We appreciate it. What you got for us tonight, man? Yeah. Oh, I got a comment. Y'all, as you can know, I'm an Eagles fan, and uh, dark days over here so far. <laughs> and um, I bet. I'm going to just say it like, like this. Um, as an Eagles fan, for the years I, I've been an Eagles fan, I've never been this like embarrassed to be a fan of an organization wow. because I feel as though I saw this coming as like a thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was coming, but the manner in which the media's handled it, in which we've handled it, in which Deshaun has handled it, I think it's been treated with complete disrespect. It's been treated with nothing but just, it's been treated so unintelligently, in my opinion, because on one side, you got ESPN reporting nothing but speculation. And, you know, I was right. reading them. Um, I was reading Derek Ward's tweets. I don't know if y'all talked about that. I'm late to the podcast. But um, Derek Ward started going in on ESPN. He was just talking about how there are a lot of people who he grew up with who are in gangs. Now, there's a difference between gang affiliation and being right. in a gang. You can be like, my homies might be blood, it might be Crip, it might be, you know, BDG, it doesn't matter, whatever, across the board. But if I'm not doing the activity, how should that affect my play on the field? If I'm giving you a career numbers and I'm giving you Nick Foles through to Deshaun Jackson 70% of his passes, that 70%, the other 70% was to Riley Cooper 
and I think a few other percent was uh, running the ball with Deshaun McCoy. That was our offense. Seventy percent of our offense was Deshaun Jackson. Wow. Let, we let go of him. Who are we going to do? And, you know, on the other side of the coin, it just makes me so angry because we keep the guy who said the N-word on camera. <laughs> right. We keep the guy who said the N-word on, on camera. And we re-signed him because he had one year out of his career with us where he actually did above average. It wasn't even that great of a year. It was a pretty good year, solid year. But we cut the guy who had career numbers for speculation of gang activity. And with the reports of the LAPD coming out and saying that Deshaun Jackson has never been linked to any gang activity in his career in Philadelphia or even in Los Angeles his entire life, it just adds salt to the wound. And it's just completely just just absolutely embarrassing as a fan to see that, oh, man, Deshaun Jackson going to the Redskins because I know my corners. Our corners ain't good enough to keep up with Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson ran for his 40-time for the Redskins. He ran a 4-3-5. Now, mm-hmm. that's faster than some young kid in the uh, in the combine. Now, I'm looking at that, and I just look at the fact that ESPN is just piling on, on this falsity. You've got people who know nothing about the situation and completely condemn the black community and the kids who grew up in urban culture. You see that? And it's just like, when are we ever going to get to a point where we can finally just look at athletes for athletes and not put them in a com- uh, combination of, oh, he's a black athlete, he's a white athlete. They're just athletes. Right. People. They go through different things. This is the same thing that happened with Sherman. Everyone started calling him a nigga on, on Twitter ever since he started right. popping off. It's different. People have different circumstances that they go through. Deshaun Jackson might have come up from nothing. I haven't seen his story. He comes from Southern California. So, in general, the way I'm saying about this situation right now, I just, I'm really just really sad for Deshaun Jackson because he said he wanted to end his career in Philadelphia. Now, Michael Vick, Jason Avant, and um, Jeremy Matlin said that Deshaun Jackson works perfectly hard in the in the off off season, so it can't be his work ethic. He might have shown up late to a meeting twice in one year. Yeah, that's just a slap on the wrist. But does that deserve to be cut? Because when you have somebody who offends an entire race of people, but you re-sign him to three years, but you cut the person who It's not a good look. Especially in a place like Philly, it's not a good look. An entire race. You realize the black population of Philadelphia, I think it's 65% black people and the rest are minority. It's crazy. So you're going to tell me that you're going to resign that guy to three years, give him money, but you're going to cut the person who threw to 70% of his passes and has 25 yard or more of bombs from deep from the line of scrimmage. You know what, Q? You know what, Q? I, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, but, but, I, but I think that potentially, you know, and again, I don't, I, I wouldn't hold this against Deshaun because he hasn't been an active participant. And, and, and I just want to make that clear. Like I, I'm not holding this against Deshaun, but again, you're, we're talking about billionaires that don't understand. We're, we're five guys that we, we've all grown up different places, but we kind of understand what happens in urban communities. These billionaires have no understanding for them, it's dollars and cents. Yes, Riley Cooper right, offended right. a whole race. You see what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he did have an above-average year, which warranted him an extension. With Deshaun Jackson, again, coming from an owner's perspective, 
what he sees potentially, he's like, I can lose a lot of money. I can oh, lose ten. You see what I'm saying? So it's a bigger loss of his investment if something does go wrong with Deshaun Jackson. Because, again, let's be honest, he's been questioned twice for affiliation. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so even though he's not an active participant, and I don't think that you should hold that against him, but at the same time, as an employer that is not just investing $35,000 a year on you, I am investing multi-millions of dollars on you per year. And you're 100% right. Missing a meeting or two should be a slap, especially when you're the superstar of the team or a superstar of the team. So I 100% agree, but at the same time, you can't look at it through your lens. You have to look at it from their lens. And at the end of the day, he's going to land back on his feet. He's a playmaker. Oh, we definitely. know what he can do. At the end yes, of the sir. day, the Philadelphia Eagles as an organization had an issue. That doesn't mean that the next organization will have the same issue. You should have said so. So, so let's not condemn Philly for doing what they feel is appropriate for their organization. Because let's say two months from now, you know, when 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 or or whenever the season starts, three weeks in, something happens, and then we're like, hey, well, damn, Philadelphia looked like some geniuses now. But if nothing happens, then it's nothing happened. But it's just it was just the right move for Philly. You see what I'm saying? You know so what? Can't just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kev. It, I'm, it, I'm with Q, man. It kind of bothers me, you know, FIFA, what you said just kind of struck a nerve with me. Because <laughs> on again. they don't understand gang relations, you know, they don't understand mm-hmm. the, the urban communities and how all of that stuff works and how you can make it out and do build a better life for yourself, you know, all that mm-hmm. other stuff. But we all understand race relations. Mm-hmm. And you keep a guy that not offended one person or this person or that person. He he, he offended a whole race. And, mm-hmm. and we're 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 kind of in turbulent times when it also comes to how race is taken now since Barack Obama has taken office. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in, and the N word at this day and age is a very sensitive word. There's constant debate on whether. It should be used, it should be banned, who should use it, you know, who should not use it, et cetera, et cetera. So this guy is caught. He's And at the end of the day, he, he got a paycheck. He got okay. a paycheck for, like and you said, whole, an above average year. And, but and, there's a and whole organization was, named the Redskins, Ken, that, that, that offends one whole particular I, class of people. I and get what you're about, saying. I'm not disagreeing money. with you. What I'm saying is that it just struck a nerve to me that mm-hmm. here's a guy that they just swept what he did under the rug. But then they go he and they, 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 they snatch. So you're trying to tell me if Deshaun Jackson apologized, they're going to put him back on the team? They're going to let him go. No. But Ken, That's it's the two problem. different things. But Ken, it's two different things. It's a double man. Yes, it is a double a, standard. Why is it a double standard? Oh, well, hold on. First of all, if I can we're elaborate. talking about speech. Go, go we're ahead, talking Q. about speech. If I can elaborate real quick, I think, I think what Ken is trying to say is that it is unfair. And, yes, I mean, we all know that life is not fair, but it is a double standard because let's just say if Deshaun Jackson had come out and called Chip Kelly, like, a cracker or something, what do you think would have happened to him, you know? Like, he would have got cut the very first, first day. And, you know, it just wouldn't have been 
you know, he would have got cut the very moment it happened, but Riley Cooper says the N-word on okay. camera. Wait, wait, on camera on. and nothing happens. Oh, wait, it's okay, because Michael Vick said it. Michael Vick is not the emperor of all black people. He doesn't speak for all well, black wait, people. Like, <laughs> Let's apply apples to apples. Because, you're right. first of all, you said Deshaun Jackson saying cracker to the head coach versus Riley Cooper saying the, the N-word to a, a random cell phone camera. So you mean to tell me that if Deshaun Jackson was caught on a random random cell phone camera talking about, man, fuck these crackers, this, that, and the third. You think that it would have even made TMZ? At the end of the day, the sentence you know, answer is Answer the question. Answer, uh, the answer, question. answer the question, Q. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would have. But you know what? To what no. Q was saying, he probably, probably would have kicked his ass off the damn team. Oh, now he's uncontrollable. No. He don't no. know how to wait, control wait. himself. He's an angry no, black wait, guy. Wait, no, no, no. Instead of a, no, 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 wait, a drunk on. country on. white guy. No. And I'm not going to turn this into a race relationship. Yeah. I mean, a relate conversation. But I, I just wanted to just chime in on that. Yeah, he would. TMZ cool. put everybody up. That's not a fair no. question. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Ken, Ken, Ken. Wait, wait, wait. We're all adults here. We all know what TMZ does. And let's yeah. be 100% honest. If Deshaun Jackson to a random cell phone camera was saying, fuck these crackers, do you really think that it would be news the same way Riley Cooper saying the N-word? It is always... Yo, right, what do, do, you do, do, I, do I think it would? Do I think it would? Um, or what do you think of Black Lives Matter? First of all, I get my answer. I don't think I don't I don't think it would because I think it's more sensitive. Of yo, what is that? That's my fault. That's me. My, that's my Korean <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. rap. So it's always so, somebody moving around around ten thirty. Go ahead. I mean, all right. I'm gonna tell. All right. So I'm gonna answer the question. I'm gonna answer the question, and then I'm gonna back it up. I'm gonna say yes. I say. It, I say. It, I say it will be bigger. You know why? Because already Deshaun Jackson has already had cards placed against him. The cards are already facing against him even before this. So you look at Riley Cooper, just some random guy who really never did much for the Eagles. You look at him, and he's like, "This is let's let's keep it in context." Riley Cooper said the N word before he had his above average season. And I use above average lightly because it was not so much of a stellar season as as Deshaun Jackson's. So you look at that, and you're like, oh, it's just Riley mm-hmm. Cooper. He's not that big of a star. He's not on the platform. But mm-hmm. you let Deshaun Jackson, who's out here in rap videos with Meek Mill and Young Thug and all these things, throwing up hundreds and whatnot, and he says, crackers, fuck these crackers. Oh my God! They're gonna blow that up. ESPN. Teddy Bruschi's gonna be well. In my opinion, Deshaun Jackson should have been cut the very moment that happened. Even Skip Bayless said that uh, Riley Cooper should have been cut the very second that happened. And that's Skip Bayless. So can you imagine okay. what would have happened if Deshaun Jackson just said that? It would have been World War Three in here, man. And you know well, what? You, don't, you know what? The, the biggest thing people... I, I I take from that is that. The Eagles, and, and like we said, we don't know. I, I don't know that Deshaun Jackson is no more affiliated to a gang than any of us are just by knowing somebody that's in a gang. I mean, because technically that's what gang affiliated is. You know someone that's in a gang. I mean, but like Ken said, hell, that would that would pretty much knock us all out of our jobs if, if our jobs depended on it. The problem going back to it is that the insinuation that they mm-hmm. cut him because of his gang gang affiliation. Not because, like I said, this 
if he had five catches for 37 yards last year, it's not a it's not up for debate. But we have to go back and harken back and remember back to just what two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. NFC South, the Carolina Panthers cut a guy who was the face of the franchise. Steve Smith, and there was a huge fallout about it. They're still bitching about it in Carolina because one, mm-hmm. they don't want, Cam Newton doesn't have a receiver to throw to. I'm thinking about coming out of retirement to go play for Carolina. My point is, is that they don't want that kind of backlash. So for me, this looks more like a PR spin more than anything else, and it's backfired yeah. for Philadelphia because you can't justify, like you said, if you talk about Riley Cooper, if you talk, I mean, and, and let's just keep it real, Riley Cooper wasn't cut because Jeremy Macklin had gotten hurt last year. So the guy who got yeah, hurt yeah. last year missed all of last season, and the guy who said the racial thing, they're back. But the guy who gave you the most yardage and the most receptions, 70%. he's gone. Meanwhile, you have a quarterback who will be in his second year in the system and a, and a coach who will be in his second year in the system. And we know the NFL, all they do this time of year is just study game film. Chip Kelly's offense isn't going to blow people off the field next year because everybody has game film on them. And, so they're, and, and plus they're going to have a stronger schedule. So you're going to see Philadelphia take a step back a little bit, record-wise. But not necessarily. Not necessarily, because they went and got them Darren Sproles. I'm not saying that he is a well, yeah, to replacement, yeah. like but he is an adjustment. Right. You know, so so even if you do have game film, you don't know what that – because we know that Darren Sproles is going to be a weapon and he will be utilized. Oh, definitely. We just don't know how. So so I I, I think that they can still put a number. All I think they can still surprise to piggyback off what Ralph said, all I'm trying to say is that, yes, I can understand from a millionaire, billionaire perspective of cutting um, Deshaun Jackson. If I was a white billionaire, millionaire who owns the Eagles, if, I was, if I'm Hugh Laurie, I can understand what's all right, yeah, all right, cut him. He's not. Because no one wants to have another Hernandez situation or mm-hmm. a situation where a player is yeah. running up to you. I can understand that. But from a person, a young black male like myself, it angers me. But... I can't let that cloud my judgment because I had to see both sides of the coin. I can understand mm-hmm. if you cut him. If Chris Hutter just said, yeah, we cut him because we didn't feel like, you know, having him on the team anymore. We can probably build through the draft and get two Deshaun Jackson. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. Let's get Marquise Lee and fucking Kelvin Benjamin. I don't care. Do what we got to do. That's fine. What I have a problem with is the fact that the media feels that it is okay to make black athletes in general look like something that they're not. Like, they want to make Sherman into a thug. They want to make Alden Smith into a bad person. They want to make, and I ain't going to say this because I don't know the story, but they want to, they're not blowing up the Ray Rice story yet, but it will be blown up because that's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, probably rightfully so for what he's done. But they're going to make him look a certain way. They're going to make Deshaun look a certain way. And I promise you, if Deshaun Jackson does not produce as much or even half as what he did in Philadelphia, he is gone. That's the end of his career for in Washington. And yep. it's going to be solely because the media construes everything into what they want it to be rather than what the facts are. Now, as an Eagles fan, I'm disappointed because, you know, I had two Deshaun jerseys. <laughs> no, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm really angered by that. You know, it's like if, it's like if you found out, like, if B found out Calvin Johnson got cut because they said he might have beat somebody else. Like, you don't know. Give me something. Right. I want to see the receipts. Where are the receipts? Mm-hmm. Like, show me the receipts. And you can't, right. and they don't have it. So it's like, right? It's like it's like getting called into the principal's office when you were a kid, and knowing that you did something, 
but you hit it so perfectly that they ain't got, got nothing. And all, all they got is instinct. Like, you know what? He probably did do something. So, yeah, who knows? Sean Jackson might actually do that. Who knows? But then again, Deshaun Jackson is probably no more gang affiliated than D. Rose is. And you know why D. Rose doesn't get that attention? Because he produces when he's on the court. Or you know why Sherman doesn't get that? Because his mom told him that if he would ever come out the house and he would be around those drug dealers, she would come out and beat his ass. That's some shit that, that they not realizing. That's probably what the drama mama told him. Who knows? I don't know his story. And I can understand why they've done it, but I just think it's unfair from a perspective of looking at what the media does to black athletes in general. And um, Of course. And, and, and you know what, Q? I 100% agree with you, but at the same time, a lot of times we put ourselves in these situations. So, like, Deshaun put himself in this situation by still fraternizing and, and being with those people that I, I think, and this is just outside looking in, you know, I don't know what the relationship is, but if this person is still affiliated with doing criminal activity, there's no need for him to be affiliated with you in no way, shape, or form. Because if he is an artist on your label, then you should be as a label owner in a position to make sure that your artist doesn't have to still do what he had to do before he was assigned artist to your label. You see right. what I'm saying? So, so, okay. so to me, that 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 just means responsibility of your own personal life. And again, I don't know if this is manufactured. I don't know if this is what they try to do to save face because they just wanted to cut Deshaun. I don't know. But all I know is is that I, if I am going to invest millions of dollars into a person, that you best believe you are not going to have those type of affiliations in my organization. That's all I'm saying. Don't nobody need to be questioning no pro football player about no illegal activity, especially if it's not about your own. Come on. You not only have to be responsible for your own self, but now whoever you're affiliated with, come on, man, and and can go into the point of us having affiliations. What happens if if, if we got charged on a murder rap? You know what I'm saying with our boy, and now we get locked up for a whole year awaiting a, a, a trial, or or bail, or this or that or whatever. So yeah, you, you know what it'll it'll affect us differently. You know what I'm saying? But 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 the thing is, is that these people with millions and billions of dollars, if I'm gonna pay you this much, they have they almost have a right to go into your past like that. You see what I'm saying? Because this is a, this is a privilege. This is an opportunity, and you have to treat it as such, man. Because it's, because it's not going to last forever. It's going to last through possibly maybe five years. So right. you got to make sure that while you're in it, you're getting everything you can out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying I don't think that there's that I think that professional athletes. There's certain people in your life at certain times to get you through where you need to get through. I'm not saying to disassociate yourself with everybody, but just understand everybody has a place in your life. And if they start to create trouble for you that you have to answer for, then, bruh, you either need to grow up or you need to get the hell on out of my life because I don't need that in my life. I'm trying to do bigger and better stuff, man. So, so on that I understand. I understand both sides. It's just that for me, I blame Deshaun. You can't. You can't have these people around you like that. Any capacity that they can have questions be raised. Just can't. That's you know, unacceptable. A lot of a lot of people, and I do agree with with you on a lot of stuff that you said. But you know, I think the reason why you know a lot of Eagles fans who are fans of Deshaun are so angry is the fact that we feel as though that. 
for most of us, this is coming out of like out of the blue, and this is the problem. And what I think what everyone is trying to say when they say that this is this is a bullshit situation is because you know one week it is oh Deshaun asking for too much money, we don't have enough cap room, even though our cap room is perfectly fine. Okay, we're probably going to trade him to here and there. Then the next week, it is, oh, Deshaun doesn't show up for meetings, so we're probably going to cut him. And we're like, I mean, shit, if he's not dedicated, then go ahead and cut him. The third week, it's, oh, he doesn't get along with Nick Foles in, in, the, in the quarterback court, so we can't do this. The fourth week, son, and so on and so on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, a lot you. of fans are just like, okay, can we get a clear-cut reason on why? And even if there is no reason, just say we just cut him. There's no reason. Right. I don't know, and, and, and NJ.com is the one who reported this, and I don't know how okay. credible they are but as a source. So they're saying, they said uh, anti-source, and usually that's all bullshit stuff shit, but people are still running with this, so we got to run with what the story saying. And they're saying that an inside source close to the Eagles locker room, inside the Eagles locker room, has said that Deshaun Jackson was cut because of gang activity. Now, the reason why everyone has a problem with this and a lot of uh, players, ex-players are coming up about this, and a lot of players right now are coming up about this, is because people like Sherman uh, are coming out and saying, I've been playing baseball with Deshaun since I was 10 years old. He's, I've never seen him around anything. I've been around his right. life all the time. Me, I me, and his mom used to pick each other up to go to uh, his uh, football games, after my football games. He would be in practice in the gym waiting for stuff. He was never in that. That's the problem is the fact that where is your credibility Eagles, where is your credibility, NJ.com, and where is your credibility, ESPN and ESPN.com? You have no credibility as for right now. So until the story comes out for real, all we have is speculation, and the speculation that we see right now seems to be almost false. Yes, there might be some something here and there, but let's be honest, you can find something anywhere. Like, we can find that LeBron James has probably ties to a, a, a cousin who's like a, like a blood yeah, that's his cousin. He doesn't probably doesn't talk. I don't know. But there are people the saying that. But, yeah. but but has LeBron been questioned about that cousin? All right. And that's the thing. Deshaun has been questioned about his associate. But do you think that's because Deshaun puts himself out there in a way to be flashy? Because let's be honest. LeBron, a lot of people hate LeBron for some reason because they say he's cocky, but even though I've never seen LeBron do something that's, like, you know, cocky that much. They say LeBron is a cocky person. I've never seen it personally. But Deshaun is always on, on the field, yabbing at D'Angelo Hall. You've seen But, I mean, but that's, the, that's the field, though. I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, if we're, we're going to penalize guys who are talking trash on the field, then nobody, nobody plays. I, I, I get it. I, I get where, where it's coming from. Like I said, I my only question is, is, you know, like I said, just a week and a half, two weeks ago, they were shopping him what around. None of this yeah. came to came to light. And, of course, because you don't want to damage your player image-wise. Well, you know, all of this stuff comes about after you cut him or right before you cut him. You know, it, the, mm-hmm. the timing of it just, you know, it doesn't nope. sit well with me. But that's business. And Deshaun Jackson, if he signs with the Redskins, you know, Provided that RG3 is healthy, uh, he's going to be a problem for the Eagles. I promise you, you that. Know, he will be a you know, problem I, for the thing, Eagles. One, one, thing, uh, one thing, and I also do have a quick question after this, so I'm going to get off soon. But um, one thing, um, I was I was having a conversation with my friend Alex. He's an Eagles fan. We were talking about kids. And he was like, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly what the hell happened. It's going to come out whenever it comes out. 
The Eagles are trying to shop Deshaun Jackson around. Chip Kelly didn't want him. Chip Kelly's team, he has the Anthony Thomas, Marquise Lee, Mike Evans, all these wide receivers that he thinks are better than Deshaun Jackson. So guess what? He's trying to shop him around. He's like, San Fran, do you want him? No. Uh, Oakland, do you want him? No. Washington, do you want him? Only if, if you cut him. Okay, shit. Um, we don't want him to go to Washington or any of the other teams and burn us. So, okay, cut him. But make sure to put this story out so people don't be weary of him and there's only a select few of people who would take a chance on him. So that's what he thinks happens. It sounds like a pretty plausible thing that teams would do. Because let's not, let's not get ourselves here. These organizations are shady. I don't know what. They will cut you in a RB and have no remorse about it. So it's just nope. like that, 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 that to me makes the most sense. That it's just like we couldn't find no third-round pick for him. So, you know, ward off all, all the people who would jump on him automatically and make sure that it's only a select few who would take a chance on him. Because if you put, oh, he's a gang member, you realize that's the reason why Aaron Hernandez dropped so low? Aaron Hernandez should have been a first or second-round pick. But due to the fact that he has so many off-the-field issues, he dropped so low. So it's like you put that on somebody, that's like the kiss of death for most players is the fact that they can't get their off-the-field lives straight. Like you look at Rick Rogers, who's on the Colts right now. He went undrafted. He was an amazing talent. So, yeah, that's basically all I had on that issue. I don't know if y'all want me to go to, to my question now. or Yeah, uh, go ahead and get, in, get your question in before we uh, jump to the next uh, next question. All right. Um, you all saw the tournament, I'm presuming, the tournament so far. We got the Final Four coming up. And uh, with the NBA draft like basically right around the corner after the finals, uh, I want to ask you, the fact that Randall has gotten so far with his rebounding, gotten so far with his putback and the stuff that he can do around the rim, do you see him jumping ahead of Parker or Wiggins in nope. the presumed like <laughs> draft? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you got to look at it from this perspective. You see this guy, and we're like, a, a GM is going to look at what he's done and be like, okay, we saw Parker, we saw Wiggins, they have raw talent. But this guy and his team, he's put them in the Final Four. And especially, I'm going to put it, I'm gonna put it this way. If Kentucky wins the national championship and Randall plays good for these next two games, presumably, do, does he jump ahead of Parker or Wiggins to become the second or first pick? It depends no. on which team. It depends, depends on, on who drafts, but I doubt it. Yeah, it depends yeah, on who's, who, who's the top yeah, who's the top one or two pick. If they need, you know, a big fella, a, you know, upcoming Final Four, and you know, if Randall ball out like you say he is in these next two games, I can I can see them drafting him. I mean, it, it depends on what the, it depends on who's drafting and what they need. I disagree. I disagree for this reason. I think that there's four players in this draft that have a higher ceiling. When you're drafting in the top five, you're not drafting ready now NBA players. You're typically drafting four? potential. Uh, Exum, Randall. I mean, Exum, um, Embiid. Wiggins and Parker. I think they have higher ceilings than than Randall. Um but you know, but but when you're drafting in the top five, that that's what you're draft you're drafting potential. You're not drafting always a ready made guy. You're drafting the guy that can be the superstar. And I just I don't think that Randall is the biggest superstar in this draft. That's all I'm saying. I I, 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 what, I think, what, I think what, what about but what about for positions though? What have you already spent at the at the shooting guard of small four. What if you need power four? I mean, I, I think it could be. Also depends on what you need. I mean, if, if I got, but I'm if saying, I already drafted, if I already drafted Akeem Olajuwon and, and another center is, co- is coming out, 
Well, I'm going to draft another okay. center, even, even but, if but, he is the but, best, best center in the league. But here's the thing, though, B. The, the, the teams that's drafting in the top five don't have nobody. Who they got? I don't know. It depends, though. I mean, it depends on what, what you mean. What do you mean it depends? Leave. Milwaukee? Milwaukee can take anybody. It doesn't. They don't have a guy. They don't have anybody that, that you're centering around. You know what I'm saying? Because even, like, they have Giannis, Atatakumbo. You know, you can still draft Wiggins and play him at the three. I mean, at, at the two with Atatakumbo. You know, um, you think he should be well enough to play have, the two? I think that eventually he will. I think oh, he, he has okay. a really okay. nice mid-range game. But obviously that, that that's going to grow with him. But, you know, they already have Larry Sanders. That doesn't mean that I'm not taking Embiid. Embiid is better. You know what I'm saying? So, no, like all of these teams that's drafting there, they don't have nobody. They don't have a guy that's like, well, you know what? This is our guy. We know that we have this one guy here. None of those teams have that one guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You got anything else for us in IQ? Oh, yeah, quick before I go, true or false. Um, yeah, I'm going to go true or false on this one right here. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to talk about true or false. Michael Vick starts for the Jets in week one. False. True. Oh, dear, dear. False. I thought... I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm about I, to think say, he, we I think about he it. I thought we said it. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, Q, I Q, Q might not have caught it, but we yeah we talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, I think he will. Yeah, I think yeah, I think All so right. too. Yeah. As always, right, man. Anyway, thanks for good thanks good night, for calling man. in, Q. Man, we appreciate it. I know, man. Y'all have a good time. Peace. All right. Phone number Q calls six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, let's jump to the NBA, man. Before we get out of here, um. Uh, we got about let's see, we got about twelve minutes left in the show. Um, flagrant fouls, man. Flagrant fouls. Uh, we got a chance to uh, last. What was that? Last Wednesday night, we the, the three of us, man, the four of us, we were tweeting and texting about. Uh, we were all watching the uh, Heat versus uh, uh, Pacers game, and the Pacers on a skid right now, unlike you, unlike no other. I don't know what the hell's going on in Indy. Um, but uh, but the flavor fouls, man. I mean, LeBron hit the deck a couple of times. D. Wade hit the deck a couple of times. Once LeBron went to that hole and his elbow caught. Uh, uh, what's the big dude's name? Um, Hibbert. Yeah, Hibbert. Hibbert. Roy Hibbert caught Roy Hibbert in the chin. LeBron got a flagrant. I mean, like it wasn't. It didn't appear to be a intentional elbow. Um. Ken, man, I'm going to start with you, man. What's your take on these flagrant fouls, man? I mean, you know, and for those of you listening, especially those of you who are, who are slightly younger than us, um, we came from an era <laughs> where if you weren't bleeding, it wasn't a foul, man. So our perspective might be a little bit different from yours, but uh, nonetheless, I'm going to let my brother Ken go ahead and get it started. Ken, what's your take on flagrant fouls, man? Well, I, I think they are trying to protect players um, by wrapping yep. a set of rules around it. I just yep. don't think that the rules are being called uh, evenly. I agree with what Bosch is saying. Physical teams tend to get away with uh, physical play, more more rougher play. And, um, and, you know, all the games that I've seen them play, I mean, the, the paces are out there. They, just, they are hitting the heat in the face. 
and they're essentially getting away with it. And the Pacers have done this, you know, throughout the whole season, man. David West is known for pushing people out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he never gets called for it because he plays rough and tough. And and that, that call on LeBron for incidental contact after he was basically slammed in the face by by um, uh, Scola and then he got clothes hanged by somebody else. I mean, for them uh, to call that on him backup after center, the yeah. previous two plays, I, I thought was was a really surprising for me, considering the fact that he is a two-time NBA champion and a four-time <laughs> NBA uh, MVP. Like, I've never seen LeBron – I've never seen a guy of his caliber – receive as much mistreatment as he does from from the league. It is it's it's baffling to me. So but yeah, I, th- I think they're just trying to protect their assets. Okay, okay. Uh what what about you, FIFO it's man? Silly, we, though, like I said, some we, of this shit is silly. We we Go all ahead. had had our, our thoughts and opinions on it. We said if we talk about it this week. What was your thoughts on the flagrant files, man? Because you know we're gonna see even more come come playoff time. Man, the NBA is just soft. Just overall Amen. with the flagrants, the technicals, just everything. Because I, I, I think during our conversation, our text message war during that damn game, my thing that really got me heated was how they ejected Lance Stevenson off of that second technical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you remember, Lance Stevenson got ejected yeah. uh, for yeah. staring down, if you will, with right, the Wayne Right. Man, just saying oh something. my God! No, no, no. Uh, but, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's two. There's two things to this. First of all, talking smack, regardless of whatever you say, if should you, never get. Should never be a technical foul. That technical should foul. Never, ever. Never. It should never be a technical foul. Talking shit. Let me say this one more time and one complete sentence. So you two mugs over there that's on team stand <laughs> right now can 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 really understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Talking shit, regardless of what you say to whoever basketball player you say it to, should never result in a technical foul. It should never. And that was atrocious, mainly because he got ejected for it. Like, here's the thing. I understand a warranted technical but that wasn't warranted. Talking shit should never get you a technical in the first place. He scared that way, dog. Like, but come on, what are you talking about? He wasn't talking Ken, shit. Ken, 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 Ken. I, got, I got two words for you. Charles Oakley. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> no, this, isn't, this isn't the 90s, Ken. B. I, I, look, it's a rule. Whoa. That's all I'm saying. No. That, that, oh, that was my man. only defense. No, I, yeah, no, can't, no. never should have made it no. like Johnny Cochran that night too. And I, I, no. I'll say this much: I probably wouldn't. I understand why he got the T, but refs know that he had already gotten a technical earlier from, I guess, you know, some tussling or whatever early in the game. I can't remember. The onus should not before. be on the refs, Kyle. The onus should be on the players. Why should the refs bear him for being no. for being stupid? Okay. Hey, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's not being stupid because let's be honest, nigga. You've been out there keeping, and you're not, you're not necessarily the greatest scorer in the world. But when you make a big shot, you're fucking emotional, dog. Everybody is. This is, a, this is a game. This is an emotional game, and you can't tell me at that point in time when Lance Stevenson made a play on D Wade's old ass, and he said something to him that that's a warrant a technical, dog. Come on, Ken. 
You play ball, you play ball, and you witnessed Michael Jordan, the greatest shit talker ever. So how, but the rules how, how were different. The rules were different, that, Ralph. Give me this. Like, come on. Man. I would have said but, that But Ken, <laughs> but listen to what I said. I said that talking shit should never result in a technical foul. I clearly stated my position, and that is that is egregious against the NBA to even call a technical when technical somebody foul, talks yeah. back to another player. Are you serious? You mean I, I'm not going to take on it, have, B. But it is a rule. Let's opinion in here. What's your take on it, B, on, on no, the technical foul, no. man? It, yeah, I, I agree. I was I was uh, agreeing with people with this Lance Stevens thing. I'm like, come on, dude. You kidding me? You get a technical foul just for that? Regardless of, yeah, the, the rules have changed, you're going to still disagree with it. I'm like, that's still some bullshit regardless how much the rules have changed because – to me, I would say thanks to Michael Jordan, we got flagrant fouls not during the bad boy yeah, era. I mean, like, exactly. like, like, can't, like, can say it's a business now. They they protecting players, so it's like, you know, when 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 the NBA got tired of seeing, you know, they golden son Michael Jordan getting beat up by the Pistons. Hey, guess what? We are gonna come up with flagrant fouls. You get a flagrant foul <laughs> after after the bad boy because of the bad boy era. It's because we got flagrant fouls now. So it's like you can. You can thank Jordan for that, but yeah, like like to get back to Ken, you can you can say it's the rules, it's a different game, but you can still disagree with it because players been doing it for years. It's been shit talking in basketball for years. It's been going on for years. So why why now? Why uh, agree with it now? So what the the rules are different, but it's still you still disagree with it. It's still some bullshit. Man, I. I... This is why I roll with B, man. He, he was on the opposite. He was on the wrong end of the conversation earlier, but he's with me now. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I agree totally with him, man. Come fly with me and Space Jam and all those other movies and all that stuff, Mike. And, and I love Michael Jordan to death, man. But that flying through the air stuff, all of that stuff precipitated all of these flagrant fouls because. You know, when the Knicks started, the Knicks had the the famous no layup rule in the playoffs, which meant no layups, meaning that if you came through the lane flying like that with your tongue out, you're going to put you on your ass. And that's what they did. And, I mean, like B said, it started with the bad boys, but the bad boys, the, the Knicks kind of took it to the next level because at least the bad boys knew they could beat Jordan. The Knicks knew they couldn't beat him, you know, and they weren't going to beat him. But they figured, okay, we could beat him up. And it just kind of took off from there. So... Uh, to, to Ken's point, I think in that situation, you give Lance Stevenson a warning. You say, hey, man, if you stare him down again or if I hit, if I see you do one more thing, you're out of here. Because I don't think you in, – in, in a game of that magnitude, you don't get rid of the stars. Uh, that being said, as far as the flagrant fouls, man, it's just I'm like anytime somebody – and LeBron's 6'8", 260. I don't think that, you know, Paul George bumping into him knocks him down. I mean, it, it really would take a whole lot to put LeBron on the ground. But it, LeBron, he falls, he flops from time to time. Same, I mean, D Wade stays on the ground, and I'm not, and I'm not just singling those two out. But I think it's a in the NBA, yeah, they find guys five grand for flopping or whatever. But what's five grand to a millionaire? I mean, they, they don't care. I mean, it's a tax write off anyway. Um, I think the problem I have with it, man, is that as we get closer and closer to playoff time and as these games count, you can't – everything is not – I mean, like, it, I, at one point in time last week during that game, it felt like we were watching an NFL game. You know why? Because every time the game is getting stopped for replay. If I want to see replays done over and over, and, and the college game felt like that the other night, all these replays, I understand the, the need to get it right. 
But in the NFL, I kind of anticipate that. Yeah, I need to know if the receiver got two feet down before he caught the touchdown pass. I get that. But in the NBA, I don't need you to, you know, to review a play to see if, you know, Hibbert caught an elbow from LeBron. Right. It's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. So, I think it's going to be tough, man. It's tough to know. And, and don't get me wrong. I know it's tough to officiate these guys. I know it's tough all the way around the board. But I, I just – last week was just deplorable, man. I mean, we – and I know we're, we're coming up against it. Uh, we got about two minutes left. Um, we had <laughs> we actually got 90 seconds left. Um, and we want – there's a whole bunch of other stuff we're supposed to talk about t- tonight. We'll definitely talk about it next week. Um, man – Great show, very very interesting debate. Um, no right or wrong answers. Shout, shout out to everybody who uh, jumped in the chat room. Shout out to everybody who call, uh, called in. Uh, my man Q for calling in, and uh, everybody who hit us up on Facebook as well as Twitter. We'll go back and uh, I'll, re- I'll go back and respond to Facebook and the tweets in just a few. Um, like I said, I got to thank everybody. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you missed any parts of the show, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher. If you don't have a Stitcher application, if you have an Android iPhone, uh, go to the application store. Download the Stitcher application and upload it. Listen to dead end sports at your leisure at any time. Check out our website, deadendsports.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Um, check out the videos, man. They they got a lot of videos. Dead End Hip Hop. Check it out at Dead End Hip Hop on Twitter. They're not doing no more videos, so stop asking. <laughs> 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 These boys are busy, man. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. We're going to holler at you next week. So for my, for my man FIFO, Ken, and B, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.